0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2 A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself.
1: Nope, I, uh, I hang out, do this program with you. My name is Micah P. Waworski. I am the co-host from the East Coast. That's the co-host with the most from the coast with the most here on The Rundown, 2 A views, conservative news, and Craig... Happy Thirsty Thursday, sir.
0: Happy Thirsty Thursday, sir. I will tell you once again, I've been successful. My weekend has kind of officially begun. At least I've been, with the exception of the time that I'm spending with you here today, I have been uh, pretty much enjoying my early weekend.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Have you uh, gotten in an early honeydew work around the house?
0: Oh, yeah. No, redid the closets for my wifey while she's out of town, Uh, which, by the way, her being out of town made it a little bit easier for the weekend. For the weekend to be begin a little early and uh, planning a nice okay, little uh, get together with the fellas this weekend, playing a little poker, eating some pulled pork and chicken wings, and uh, yeah, it it's all good, bruh. Little poker, pulled pork, and chicken wings sounds like a weekend right there. It sounds like a party, part, partay. Yeah. Almost feel like, like, like I need Sinbad a
1: muller. Used to say, remember? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey, where,
1: where, how, how come we don't have any Sinbad anymore? Where'd he go?
0: Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I'll tell you, his newest, well, I almost say his newest routine. I don't know how long it's been he's been doing this routine. But, you know, he was married, he got divorced, and now he's remarried. And his his routine about r- being remarried is hilarious. Uh, I've seen him a few <laughs> times here in Sacramento where he's done his stand-up routine. He's, anyway, funny, funny guy.
1: I have to look him up. I thought he was uh, done for. I haven't seen him in years, you know.
0: Nope, he's still he's still out there doing the tour. I'm surprised he hasn't done like a big comedy special or something like that. But uh, no, he's uh, he's still quite hilarious.
1: <laughs> All, right. All right, he always was. Good hey stuff. folks, Good before
0: guy. we go forward, I just want to let you guys know. For those of you who do not know, uh, the rundown is not the only opportunity you have to see Mike or myself. Uh, Mike does a uh, a bomb show it, when I say bomb I mean like like really like cool like you know like hip like, and all of that like, like, anyway what cool a show called rating, arms you know? room radio you want to tell them a little bit about it Mike
1: uh yeah it's it's the anchor that started it all right we've been doing it eight years uh just uh, it's uh, Earl uh the great 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 great, great uh, grandson of Daniel Boone and I uh do the do the program on Saturdays live three to 5 p.m go to armsroomradio.com you can figure out What station we're on, or listen to us live on the old internets there. So uh, that's just that's two hours of us, uh, you know, looking at the looking at the news and beating up on each other and having fun with everybody.
0: Phenomenal show. And in fact, uh, how we met was I was doing uh, for the Firearms Policy Coalition a program called Morning Coffee with Craig, which, by the way, you can find on FPC's on Firearms Policy Coalition's YouTube channel and Facebook page. It's the bomb! It's the bomb, folks! It's the bomb. Yeah. I mean like a good bomb, like, like a bomb <laughs> that kills
1: terrorists. No, yeah. <laughs> there
0: you go. There you go. Not a terrorist bomb but a ter- bomb that kills terrorists. No, terrorists. I, it's a good bomb. Yeah. Yeah. But we met at the uh we met at the uh Gun Rights Policy Conference. Uh there in, when it was in Tampa, Florida and have been hanging out ever since. Uh but that's an opportunity for you and in, in that's an opportunity for you to hear Uh, either one of us talking uh, you know doing our thing doing our shtick and whatnot but uh, wanted to let you guys know if in case you don't get enough of us by watching the rundown uh, those are two other opportunities for you to tune in and 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 check us out
1: there you go do it do it now but make sure make sure no matter what
0: though that you're that that when it comes to the rundown that you're that you're sharing the program, you're letting folks know about it. Uh, make sure that you've subscribed if you're watching us on YouTube and Facebook. Make sure you hit that notification button. That way, you'll be notified as soon as the program goes live. And then also, Do all that if, stuff. yeah. And if you just want to listen, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. There you go. It's good, good, good advice right there from the man. Good stuff. Good stuff, Mike. Uh, I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but Build Back Better is back.
1: But but but, build back better is back. Build back okay. better
0: is back. That's right. In a stunning turnaround of uh, positioning, uh, Senator Joe Manchin, who has been uh, kind of the the lead log in the logjam for a number of Democrat ideas, uh, has decided to come around and support uh, Joe Biden's uh, tax and climate bill. Now, mind you, the new build back better, uh, baby build back better, uh, doesn't have all of the stuff that was included in the original build back better. But uh, needless to say, it includes a whole lot of money that will be spent on climate change and other stuff and other social programs that uh, none of us need or, or really truly want. And I'm just, I got to ask my, I'm just curious. What was it that uh, finally got Joe Manchin to, uh, to cave to his fellow Democrats?
1: Probably some Polaroids. They probably found some Polaroids of him doing something he shouldn't have. So they're like, hey, Joe, we got these Polaroids. So. Um, no, I have no idea. You listen, to, we know it's Joe's uh, last term, right? Um, he's not running again. So maybe he's uh, he's hearing a little more from his hometown peoples about uh, the infrastructure. Uh, you know, and, and remember, that's, that's where part of this money come from. And, and that's all I could think is maybe there was something – uh, you know, some sort of forensic uh you know investigation could i'm sure determine this i bet you there's something in this bill uh whether original or one of these amendments that'll directly benefit west virginia it's probably something as simple as that craig um i i have not had the time to look through uh all several hundred pages just to see what that what that might be but this sounds as though the people of west virginia said listen we like what you're doing with everything else obviously but uh, we want this for here and uh, just not sure what the reason is.
0: Yeah, so it's 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 definitely more modest than the original bill. But we also know that there's a lot of spending that is in this bill that we that has not fully been fleshed out yet. Uh, we know that there was also a deal. Uh, you know, the deal with with Mansion was that they wouldn't support this, and then they would wind up supporting, or Republicans would wind up supporting this that chip bill, uh, the one that goes right. to put a lot of extra money into uh, funding for uh, to. uh to make computer chips here in the united states well now republicans are trying to since joe manchin has uh uh, gone against his word uh they're now looking to undo that deal as well so we could see a number of different deals uh pieces of legislation uh positions change on that legislation since this deal has been unraveled but the point being is that more of our tax dot well let let me clarify more money is going to be printed by the US government and go into programs yeah, that are that going works. to do absolutely nothing uh, and our children and our grandchildren are going to wind up having to pay it back
1: yep or or print more right depending on who gets elected uh, um, yeah it's uh, it's it's just it's more you know listen this guy's so so deranged so senile that it, it all seems to make sense and it made sense to him before. When he was a senator for 48 years, all mm-hmm. right, uh, you know this this guy doesn't understand that the the and you and I were talking about this before, you know, basic economics that uh, uh, I can't just print more money and everything will be okay, uh, you know that that does something called devaluing the dollar, right? When you when you have more of them than what you have available assets wise, uh, and and that's all this is going to do is going to hurt us more in the long run as we try and get away from this. And I, I know it's another story, but when we I don't want to get into it too too soon. We'll, as we try to get out of this recession.
0: Yes, well, exactly, which by the way, does lead us to the next story, and that is, are we in fact in a recession? Well, uh, according to all the economic numbers, now Mike, I I took economics both in high school and in college, and uh, in both cases, I was given the definition of what a recession was. And I was told that when you have two quarters in a row of negative growth, we're not talking about low growth, we're not talking about stagnant growth or neutral, we're talking about two quarters of negative growth, Um, that's when you're supposed to be in a recession. Well, now we have a president and a White House that is saying, no, we are not in a recession, uh, who are refusing to accept that definition. And I'm just wondering, I'm like, I guess I guess we're not just redefining what a man is or what a woman is or what gender is or what a racism is or what a white supremacist is. Now we're taking economic terms and we're gonna now we're now going to change the definition of economic terms in order to suit, uh, in order to suit the White House, the president's or the leftist or the socialist agenda. Um, now, Mike, I like, once again, like I said, I think we can agree or disagree on the severity of the recession, but. Or the impact of the recession but by definition i'm we're in a recession
1: yeah right two quarters of downward turn that's a recession right um uh, you know that's what we were all taught in uh, economics class micro macro doesn't matter what it was that you learned what a recession was business class you learned what a recession was and and this is once again as we talked about earlier in the week another example of uh the liberals in the white house trying to control uh, what words mean? That we're going to change the meaning of words, everyday words that we've used forever and ever. We're going to change the meaning of those words uh, in order to benefit our agenda, and that's that's what's gone what's going on, folks. You can look at the numbers. I think it was one point six last quarter, point nine this quarter. That's two turns. It may have slowed a little, but guess what? Still
0: heading down. Still a recession. Well, and 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 here's where the question is, and what they're saying, what they're continuing to say is, well, look, wages are up. Uh, And unemployment is still relatively low. Well, okay, so, and they're saying so that because of that, we're really not in a recession. I'm not saying I agree with that, Mike. I'm saying that's their argument.
1: (laughs) Let me explain the unemployment part. Here's where they, oh, the unemployment's low. All right. In a recession, it means there's, there's less profits going around. There's less jobs going around. There's less need for employees. So as we get into a recession, they're laying off people. All right and there's less jobs. So when there's less jobs available, there's not, there's, you know, you you don't have as many people, excuse me, as people can't go get jobs because there's less jobs available. So unemployment's down, right, Craig? But there's no ability to go out and get new jobs. They they talk about creating 400,000 new jobs. Well, sure they did. They created 400,000 new jobs at the, at the, at the, um, uh, minimum wage level, okay, as opposed to the 700,000, 800,000, uh, you know, uh, uh, advanced workers that are out of jobs now. So you lost 800,000 $30 an hour jobs, but you have 400,000 jobs that now that have been created in the
0: $9 range. Well, so but you- it, it- You've also go ahead, got go people who have switched over from regular jobs to the gig economy. So they're no. So a lot of people who had yeah. jobs are no longer looking for work because they have found other ways in which to earn. Other ways in which to earn an income. Uh, and many of those folks, by the way, are leaving California because California has attacked through AB five uh, the gig economy, made it very very difficult for people to own their own business to to do small business. So. That's a big part of it. You're right. The, the, the wages and the wage levels of the new jobs that are created is lower. And in some cases, by the way, it's a little bit lower because they're moving out of high cost States where they're having to pay a lot of money. They're moving right. those jobs to States like Florida and Texas, where the cost of living is significantly lower. Therefore they can pay less for those jobs, but still pay more enough to have a higher standard of living in States. Once again, like Florida, like Texas, like Tennessee, like Arizona. Um, But in the end, what's going to wind up happening is you're going to start to not see those transfer of jobs. Uh, Eventually, you're going to have people who have been living off the government dole. You know, those people who've been living off the 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 unemployment checks of the government. Yeah, they're going to start to come back. They're going to start to come back and say, well, okay, I can't live off these these government welfare checks anymore and I need to get to work. And uh, there's not going to be jobs available for them that are going to pay what they were making sitting home doing nothing.
1: When when you can't fill high-paying jobs, when you've got so much work out there that you can't fill high-paying jobs, that's good for the economy. When you have so much work available that you can't fill the low-paying jobs, that's when you need to start thinking recession because those are the only jobs available, and those people are sitting at home collecting checks for unemployment because they'd rather collect $15 an hour to sit home than spend $10 an hour to go to work. Right. right. Because they lost their higher paying job, are collecting unemployment from the higher mm-hmm. paying job and refuse to go get the lower paying job to go to work. So you have to look at the mm-hmm. way this works, the
0: way this is this is woven mm-hmm. together. If you want to look at it, I would just say this, I, I just not aside from just the, the standard definition of what a recession is, let's just be honest. I go to the store and I go to buy groceries and I find that I'm paying almost twice as much. Yeah. For the stuff that I used to get at the same time a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I go to the gas pump, I'm paying more. And I get it, people like, oh, well, gas prices are down 60 cents. No, no, no. They're down 60 cents from a high. From where they were when Biden took office, it's still up over $2. So no, yeah, isn't it amazing? Is it yeah.
1: amazing, Craig? When the when the gas prices go up, it's not the president's fault. But all of a sudden, that they're that they they've come down sixty cents. Right. Uh, they're giving the president credit, folks. If if you if you if you're listen, I know you're not that blind, folks. But we need you to explain to everybody else out there uh, mm. um, the, the 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 falsehood that is being put forth on them. Um, we, they raise gas prices, okay? That's raised because they want to get their taxes. They want to do everything else they want to do. And as an, as an election approaches, they lower the gas prices because then they get to say, "Oh, look, look how much better the economy is doing. Look how much better everybody's doing." Because that's something every day we do. You get gas, you get gas, and that's and it's 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 burned into your brain how much you've paid for gas today. And if it's less, you feel better about your economy. Uh, and, and it's artificial. The gas prices are artificial. They're doing this as we approach an election where the Democrats so desperately want to hold on that they jack gas prices up so high. And now they're bringing them down a little bit lower. So you feel better when you go to the polls, not just the pumps.
0: Yeah. Well, once again, I think you made, you made the best point. It's like, look, you don't get to take, you want to blame everyone else for when things go bad. And then you want to take credit for when everything goes good. I just know this. I know that if a Republican were president right now, if Republicans were controlling both houses of Congress right now, that there would be no doubt in the mainstream media that we were in a recession. Just saying.
1: Well, but if we're, if Republicans were in the House and in and, and, uh, and, and, and the Senate right now, we wouldn't be in this position. We'd still be riding high. We'd have uh, crushed the fake uh, covid a K thing. Uh, mm-hmm. and, been, and our economy was at the best it ever was in 50 years. You know, yes. uh, uh, President Trump. That uh, when we were,
0: notes. that's what happened. You are one hundred percent. You are one hundred percent correct. Yep. And, but it's 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 evidence of the hypocrisy of the left and of yep. the mainstream media. Yep. Uh, and by the way, that leads us to the hypocrisy of the chair of the January sixth committee. Um, you may or may not remember that uh, back in two thousand and four, it was a relatively close election between presidential election between John Kerry. Uh, then-Senator John Kerry, and George W. Bush. Um, And following that election, uh, there were a number of Democrats who had a number of, well, basically they were pushing a conspiracy theory, dealing with voting machines. And in this conspiracy theory, and this was once again January 6th, 2005, in this conspiracy uh, Bernie Thompson, who was at the time the chair of the Homeland Security Committee, uh, led, or the, the, I'm sorry, the ranking member, because they were in the minority then, uh, was part of an effort uh, led by fellow Democrats to undermine and not certify, uh, not certify the, the election there in uh, the presidential election. Now, mind you, every single thing that he is and his committee is charging that the president uh, and uh, members of Congress and protesters did on uh, January 6th, 2021, every single thing that they he claimed they did, he was a part of on January 6th, 2005. So... I, once again, I just find it uh, interesting, and this, by the way, this was an article by Byron York in The Washington Examiner. Uh, he's, a, he's a chief political correspondent, but I thought it was very interesting as he points this out that, uh, yeah, and by the way, this has happened, even in 2016, you had Democrats who, once again, claimed that Trump stole the election uh, and, refu- and voted against certification of the election, and yet none of them. Are being considered part of a conspiracy to overthrow the government.
1: Listen, the 2016 election, Trump didn't steal. Hillary lost it. That's the truth. You better face it. Um, yeah, but this is uh, this is going on uh, again. The same thing that happened back in 2000, 2005, and he's 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 back again, uh, facing the same allegations. Except now he's putting them on the other side of the table. You know, it's oh, oh uh, it's uh, you you blocked voters. Um, you uh you, it was voter fraud you you uh you had you did uh a uh, trickery with the machines uh, and it's like they went back to that playbook and said oh now take it from the left page and put it on the right page you know that's 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 how insanely uh, uh um similar all of these allegations are i mean it's almost word for word in some places uh when they when they write up their allegations
0: well and once again you to disagree and once again doing what you do, doing what you are legally allowed to do and the, the problem is now the one difference here is they're pointing to the the what occurred at the capitol on January 6th now what I find interesting yes. at least in 2016 once again people forget there were riots in cities including Washington DC yeah. there where police were attacked where oh, yeah. uh, property was because, destroyed because
1: all we did was win the election right the because only the yeah the, only, the, difference
0: was, the election, only difference was the only difference was people did not enter the capitol building yeah. uh yes. in 2016. yes but there were riots yeah, mind you there were los angeles oakland huh. uh yep. in portland uh in washington dc detroit chicago there were riots when uh when uh, uh when donald trump got okay. elected
1: right. well yeah but let's let's be fair in all of those cities you just named they weather or excuse me they, they riot when the weather's nice, it's just like, look, it's not snowing anymore. Riot! Oh look, the <laughs> Lakers won.
0: Riot! You know?
1: Or, oh look, we're in Oakland. Riot! You know?
0: <laughs> okay. Point made. Point made. Um, <laughs> but well, once again, the difference here, the the thing here is, they're doing like prime time broadcasts. Oh yeah. Pointing to some yeah. sort, I mean, it, it, look, dude, first of all, this is all this is all kabuki theater, all right, we know this. Yep. This is all kabuki theater, what they're doing now in the January 6th committee. Um, most people are not even bothering to tune in. Most people know it's a bunch of political hooey, but, it, but, but, but here's where it's starting to get serious. Now they're saying that the Justice Department is about to, or looking into, seriously now, looking into criminal seriously. indictments, right? Really now,
1: really looking into it. Really,
0: really looking into criminal indictments and the White House uh, and the president. uh, What a year and a half! A year and a half later. Um, Wait, Craig. Wait, wait, wait. You mean seriously looking into it as the as the election approaches? I know. (gasps) Now we're putting those
1: words into the media and into the news. Oh my goodness. Right. I couldn't be that
0: gullible to fall for that, could I? No, but some voters are. (laughs) Some voters are. Um, yes. But in the end, they're, what they're doing is, and this is what's angry, is they're using now the justice system, they're using law enforcement as a political weapon against their opponents. Yeah, and that's that's what we have to be. Now, mind you, once Republicans take over, and once they look into the origins of, for example, the Russia collusion hoax, uh, once they look into, once they start looking into that once they start really looking into the ties between Hunter Biden uh, his father who happens to be the president uh, and the money that's gone into the Biden family pocket pocketbook in their wallets yep. uh, people are then going to start to say, oh look they're using the criminal justice system against them as a political tool. Well one no but number two, you guys already set the precedent right you've already said, It's okay to investigate your political rivals. And in this particular case, it's going to be people who actually are committing crimes.
1: And that's, that's, that's the hope, right? But what's going to happen? We know that after the, uh, the, the 2016 election, uh, we all saw during the, during the, uh, the debate where uh, um, president, uh, then candidate Trump said that Hillary should, Hillary uh, should uh, be uh, in jail. Yeah. Right. He said, uh, he said, and uh, you should be in jail, uh, uh, right? Um, Lock her uh, up. and, and then and they came in and they had a conversation. And they said, "Listen, it's best for the nation to heal and move forward and not worry about that." And that's what the Republicans did. Nobody was witch hunting. Nobody went after Democrats from previous terms. None of that happened. Yet they come in after the conservatives, after Trump, after Republican Party said they they weren't going to do that. And they did not. Then the Democrats take power, and that's all we have is witch hunt. So, so my question to you is, when the Republicans take back over? Well, you know whether that's. Uh, Uh, 20 you know 24 28 whatever it happens to be when Republicans take back over do they go on the witch hunt you know or or do they become the you know the peacemakers again because it seems as though the Democrats cannot be the peacemakers they've got to be the uh, the poop all right Um, do the Republicans come back in do we get a DeSantis style who who his power alone sets them above that or do we get a Trump style that says I got power and you're going to jail because look what you did to me before you know, what's going to be best for the nation?
0: Well, I, I, if we had a fair and honest media, my suggestion would be they need <laughs> to go to jail. They need to go to jail. Okay, and not, 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 so, I'm, let, me, let me clarify. Yep. I, what needs to happen is there needs to be serious investigation. I mean, law enforcement investigations. And if people have broken crimes, if they violated the law, if they've committed crimes and violated the law, then they need to pay the price. And the American people need to have all of the information as to why that is. Because you're right. We've gotten to a point where Democrats have flat out lied, flat out lied. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the stuff that they're presenting now on on television in the January 6th committee is a flat out lie. And when I, when I say that, I mean, uh, they are fabricating things. I'm still, even with everything that they've done, I'm still like, okay, so what has happened? Please give me, please tell me from a legal standpoint where exactly you see criminal charges.
1: You yeah. can say they don't, they don't if just, I believe everything that they've
0: said, okay, then if everything you said is true, then he's a he was a at, at worst, he was a jerk who didn't do all that he could have to try and stop or reduce the the riots or the 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 stuff that took place on January 6th. That's a about the worst you can, you know, that's about the worst you can say. I still don't see criminal behavior, it, or at least show me exactly what law he broke. They can't, they right. can't. And
1: that's 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 the problem. That's the problem. Whereas with the Hillary uh, and Trump thing, he he could have, and they decided against doing so, which is, by the way, not without precedent. Uh, you right. know, we heard Donald Trump say that you know he. he he idolized and, and, and did his, uh, his his history on uh, on Abraham Lincoln. Remember, he yep. liked that style. He liked what he did there. Well, if you recall what Lincoln did at the end of the Civil War, we had the opportunity to put everybody that seceded, all of those politicians, all of you know the people that that pledged allegiance to the the South, the the, the CSA rather than the USA. Mm-hmm. They all were criminals according to the USA. Remember, it was it was President Lincoln who said no. We're going to let them go home, collect their pension checks. They'll never be allowed to hold office again, but right. they're done. That's how we start. We move forward. We don't put our brothers in jail. And that's what Trump did after he got elected. Well, um, and, and, the, here, and then mark. they went
0: and then, then they went and they were like, oh, it became a sign of weakness. And then they decided to then once again attack him. And that's what the exactly. the whole Russia collusion thing was. Exactly right.
1: Exactly. right. Now, I... I believe, uh, you know, it's 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 like when a pirate takes over, right? You mm-hmm. walk in and you shoot the number one guy in the face and then you're good. You don't have to put everybody in jail, but you put you put the one person in. Uh, that's probably the way that I would have went toward, but he didn't do it. So, again, it brings it back to the question, when we have another change of power, do we want to see this? Are we done with this nonsense? Uh, or does the next guy, next guy or gal who comes in say, we're not doing that again? And when, by the way, if you
0: try and cross me, I will throat punch you. know yes i don't know we we shall see we shall see yeah yeah uh moving right along to our next topic uh well so there's a a story out in on cbs news and i found this interesting so in this story cbs points out that uh gun makers or firearms uh manufacturers actually made a significant profit on well they call them assault rifles but we're talking about assault weapons uh, then they go on further to call them military-style assault rifles, which we you and I both know is not true. But they point out they made over one billion dollars in profit and in profit. Now the, the title says in sales, but in the in the further down in the story, it says in uh, in profits. They made over one billion dollars in profits over a decade uh, from the sale of uh center fire semi-automatic rifles. That's what they basically are terming to be. Assault weapons. But there, there's, a, there's only one thing that, that I, I saw when I read this, Mike, and it was in common use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, to me, meets the definition of in common use. I, I think they made our case for us.
1: Listen, I, I could tell you, you know, without a doubt, and I saw a number earlier this week that said something like 27 million of them uh, in common use. That number's well over 100 million it's a, the the number of of, of lower receivers and, and and stripped lowers that were sent out uh and, and combined with rifles is well over 100 million you see craig because you remember when you buy the an ar-15 um you if you buy the you buy the the rifle it comes with the lower receiver that's the serial numbered part on it right um well that's what they're counting for rifles so they're saying something like 27 million were sold over the last couple of years, well, I can tell you for every one rifle that was sold, probably close to 10 to 20 uh, stripped lower receivers were sold. And those ones are easy little, you know, put together you've done your paperwork, you've got uh, your registration, whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be. So that that common use number is probably close to 100 to 200 million in all actuality. It's, it's there, folks. Uh, and and they're, they're out there and, and they belong. And you're never going to be able to get rid of that term. Uh, the Supreme Court has mentioned it time after time mm-hmm. again, for what makes a legitimate
0: ownership of a, of a firearm. Mm-hmm. And you know, and when you consider, when you consider that number, right? How many of them that are out there, uh, and how few? I mean, we're talking how few are actually used in crimes. I mean, we're talking rifles as a whole yeah. are used in less than three percent of all firearms-related crimes. That's rifles as a whole, uh, and obviously these these rifles are a subsection of that. That means that they're basically uh, mostly safe (laughs) and in and in common use. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm 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 just saying I'm just saying uh, that meets the definition of Heller uh, of a protected firearm. Yep. Yep.
1: I I love the uh, the, you know we get to change the definitions of what things are too. By the way, the uh, again change the words and we've been seeing this for the most part. You know, government's been doing it with a lot of uh, internal words like recession. But in the, in the firearms industry, they've been changing the names of things for quite some time. Um, you know, we had assault weapon, right? And assault weapon wasn't enough, I guess. So now they're military style assault weapons. We continue to add, uh, you know, descriptors to them. Um, mm-hmm. To me, Craig, every time I hear military style assault weapon, I think of a regular AR-15 that went and got himself like a set of dog tags. <laughs> and now every time he goes out, he wears his dog tags outside his shirt and all his social media photos. That's right to be when and, I hear. Oh, don't don't uh, forget.
0: Uh, and and, and where's khakis? Khaki, go uh, camo. Where's, where's camo. khakis
1: all the time? That's We're, military style.
0: assault. <laughs> not real military just wants to look like it. There you go. Pretty much. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Moving along to our parting shots. We've got a few parting shots today. And this first one I wanted to share because uh, in honor of the the deal that has been struck, the new Build Back Baby, Build Back Better. Uh, that is supposed to be all about helping climate change, right? Because we know that the world is going to end if we do not address climate change. This was a meme that a friend of mine shared with me. It says, believe it or not, there have been 41 climate disaster predictions since 1967. And their record so far, 0 and 41. Now, I saw this, and I've just gotten to the point, Mike, where I, I... when I see a meme in particular one that I agree with, I, I find a need to fact check it. And in fact, I did. <laughs> this is the American yeah. enterprise Institute, which talks about 50 years of failed doomsday economic predict, uh, epo- eco, I'm sorry, eco-apocalyptic predictions. Uh, yeah, so far they're O and 50. So yeah, uh, great article. You guys need to check it out. Uh, but yeah, now I'm fact checking memes, but, so everything they said was going to happen every time, every, every crazy evil thing that they said was going to happen to the, uh, to the, to the ecology. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It hasn't happened. Hold on. I want to see if I can try it. I want to see if I can try it.
1: Ecopocalyptic. Did I get it?
0: You got it. Echo, you got it.
1: Ecopocalyptic. There we go. Yeah. How um, long, so how, many, yeah, can... how
0: long were you saying that to yourself over and over again before you find before you got it right?
1: Uh, I didn't even start until you messed it up three times. Then I tried. <laughs> to so, uh, um, the, uh, uh, otherwise, there's no value in it, right? Um, right. The, um, uh, the Craig, we, we, you and I, we, we mentioned this story off air, and the first thing I said is, "Dude, don't you remember the the, ice, the coming ice age uh, movies we had to watch as uh, as as young elementary students because there was another ice age coming?" Uh, right. And folks, this we're only talking like. 70s 1975 mm-hmm. 76 77 i remember watching these movies in school uh and there was another ice age coming you can go to the google or the youtube right now and look up 1970s coming mm-hmm. ice age and i mean they got like uh, uh leonard Nimoy, you know uh narrating them and everything and talking about the current uh, or the coming ice age and it was going to get us all and what we had to do to prevent it And it's crap it's all crap all right it's cyclical the the world is going to do what it wants uh, do what it wants uh, yep. And when it's done with this, it'll it'll spit us out, and it'll start over all over again. Uh, we went. From I'm not global, saying go out and burn right. tires in your yard to keep warm. Uh, you know, we should still do all the common things we should do. Yeah. But when the temperature goes up one or or one or one and a half degrees over thirty or forty years, uh not not your fault. Not your fault.
0: Just okay. Just how about this? First, we had global cooling. Then we had global warming then when they could not yeah. make up their mind they started to call it climate change and the fact is that's if you right. really if you now, if you really want to if you really want to just test their theories just go watch an inconvenient truth and watch the predictions that were made in that and uh see where we are compared to that supposedly uh we're all supposed to be uh uh dead right now <laughs> no small part uh, uh it all
1: happens day. comes back around that's the way weather works too it's a yin and yang look at <laughs> look at uh Look at remember the devastation of El Nino was going to, was going to cause, but right. then La Nina showed up and made it all right. You know, and right. Like, Oh, it's La
0: okay. Nina knows how to deal with El Nino.
1: That's right. That's <laughs> like Benito and Diego. Yeah.
0: There you go. All right. This next one. Well, this is kind of wishful thinking. And I think this is kind of talking about predictors into the looker, looking into the future. Um, Uh, this, we, we, for those of you, once again, who are listening to the program, these are some, the two jail, two jail cell, it looked like a a prison, right? You got two bars on the windows and one of them says, I demand to see my dad. And then the other one, there's a a thing coming out says, I'm right here, Hunter.
1: That's it
0: from the cell next door. I'm right here, Hunter. (laughs) Yeah. I think should Republicans take over both houses? Uh, I think that, uh, uh, and in uh, the presidency, uh, that would probably be something, although I would probably see uh, Joe Biden would probably be released uh, as a compassionate release because uh, he's probably not. Meant yeah. to, he's not going to be there. You
1: can't put an old senile guy like that in, in prison. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nope. Just put a, tapioca, put a tapioca trail into the cell. He'll He'll take himself back there every night. He'll sleep all there. Right. Exactly. Now, this last one I had to bring up because this is breaking news. Now, if for those of you who have watched the new trailer, the trailer for the new Black Panther movie, you know that first of all, you know uh, Chadwick Boseman, who played Black Panther, uh, died. He's he's passed away, right. and Stop it's a big answer, secret as to who the next Black Panther is right. going to actually be. Uh, I think we all have our theories. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. I loved the first movie. I think I will very much enjoy this next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. In particular because of the the breaking news as to who the new Black Panther is going to be. That's right. Breaking news. Robert Downey Jr. is returning to the MCU as Black Panther. <laughs> what do you mean you people? <laughs> for, those, for those of you who are wondering what I am talking about, it's got the uh, it's got the, the it's a it's an image of uh, Black Panther. You can see it's the lower body is the Black Panther suit and they have imposed on it the head of uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. reprising the role that he played in Tropic Thunder. What was that character's name? Uh, it was the Sarge the Sarge. Uh, he basically played a white guy pretending to be a black guy in the movie. Yeah. Uh, actually an Australian. <laughs> pretending to be a black guy yeah. in the movie. And the famous line from that one is, he's a, what do you mean you people? And then I mean, the real black guy mean, says, what do you mean you people? <laughs> That's it. I'm just a dude playing a dude playing another dude. <laughs> Pretend to be the dude. Is
1: he to be a dude. Yeah,
0: that would be that one. That would be hilarious. No, that is not in fact happening. But it's hilarious nonetheless. It might be.
1: You don't know that. It might be.
0: (laughs) I'm not seeing it. I could see that as a Saturday Night Live skit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, maybe. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Uh,
0: (sighs) Okay. Mike, it's about that time for a shout out to our sponsors.
1: Yep. Let's say hello to our good friends over at uh, Gorilla Machining. Grid Defense. Uh, the California Republican Assembly, and then, of course, uscombatgear.com.
0: That's right, folks. Uh, links to their websites are in the description to this video, so please take a moment. Go there. Check them out. I promise you will like what you see and you'll want to spend some money with them or donate some money with them. And when you do, or even if you don't, make sure you tell them that it's the guys over at The Rundown that sent you. With the that... Rundown. We have another episode down and uh, in the can. So once again, we very much appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you liking and sharing and encouraging your friends to do the same. We will see you tomorrow on Freedback Friday.